Welcome. On an upcoming episode of Terror Crave, Lee and I will be discussing our thoughts on Bigfoot. And you can't mention Bigfoot without the names Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. On October 20th, 1967, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin had an encounter in Northern California wilderness with a Sasquatch, which they captured on film. The 952 frames of 16mm film have become the most controversial but most convincing and conclusive evidence of Bigfoot's existence to date. On October 26, just six days after the film was shot, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin were interviewed by Jack Webster in Vancouver after the film was shown at the University of British Columbia. This is the interview. I've been interviewing eyewitnesses of Sasquatch sightings, Sasquatch themselves, since 1954. And I might as well say that the first time I've been what you might call really impressed. I saw the film taken by Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin near Eureka, California on Friday afternoon, the 20th of October. And I'll tell you, it's like a polite witness of a flying saucer, a personal one. Roger was kind of excited, but it shows quite clearly a huge, human-like, fur-covered creature striding along a, a, a creek bed in the most distinctive manner. I think you can see honestly from the film that the creature is feet. When it comes sideways, you can see the mammary glands. And the hips appear to be massive thickness right through. And my immediate reaction was, you know, it's so phony. And then you begin to think about it and you think, if that's wearing a costume, it's the most unusual costume. There's no sagging, no bulging, no nothing. And then the footprints are there. The actual footprints of this creature in the Bigfoot country are deep. So the creature must be a heavy creature. Unless it's a very tall man carrying a, hell of a, a great deal of lead weight around his shoulders. However, here's the man that took the picture. Roger Patterson from Yakima. Now, Roger, took you to that place and precisely where was it and why did you go there? Well, first of all, uh, the reason that we were in this place is that uh, I've been filming a documentary on this thing for the past eight months or so, and uh, I've been going to areas uh, interviewing people that have seen these creatures, other than uh, myself now, and uh, uh, we had went to this particular area because a month before this, they had found uh, three different sets of tracks up in that area. Now, going back to your, first of all, you showed some routine film of your pack horses, didn't right, you? Right. Now, what were you doing filming at that particular time on the pack horse bit? Well, we had, uh, uh, hadn't taken any, uh, and I thought right of that particular area there before, and uh, there was an area right in there, there was some of these... You were just taking odd shots then, Just, just taking some shots of the scenery and of, of myself and, and, and Bob uh, All in right, that area. Now we'll just jump to what you first saw that made you excited. All right, we came rounded a bend in the road. You were walking? No, we were riding. You on a horse? Riding on horses. Where was your camera? The camera was in, the, in my saddlebags on the left-hand side. Uh, who was we? Bob Gimlin, myself. Bob's right here, right? right? Uh -huh. So you're riding on the horses, your camera's in the saddlebag, you come around the bend, and then what happens? All of a sudden, I caught something out of the uh, glimpse out of the corner of my eye, and my horse 
immediately reared on me, and I was I tried to pull him down. And at, the, at this instant, after I seen the object to the side, I wasn't able to see it again for a, a little bit. It fell with me. I probably pulled him half over. And as I as he got up, I was able to get up and control him until I went round the other side and uh, got the camera out of the saddlebag, and then I turned my horse loose and uh, was able to start shooting. And I oh, this way, you, turned your, you got off your horse and turned it loose. Right. Well, my, my horse, no, I was I was already off my horse. I right. was on the ground underneath him. Okay, you got your camera, turned your horse loose. Right. Then you looked up, and what did you I see? I looked up, and I seen this, this uh, creature about uh, 120 away, and she was, uh, at that point, uh, had just had turned around and was just going up the bank, uh, this a small bank over there, and I started running and trying to get a shot of her, and I yelled at Bob to cover me. Where was Bob? Where were you then, Bob? Bob, get for me. I come on. I was directly behind Roger, mounted on the horse that I was riding on, and uh, also when the, when uh, this creature, we sighted this creature, my horse frightened from it too, but he was an older, seasoned horse, and I controlled him quite well because I stayed in the saddle, and I did cover Roger at the time he told me to cover him, and I. What do you mean, cover him? I took my rifle from the scabbard, from the saddle, and um, uh, in the event that this uh, creature would attack, uh, I felt that I could protect him somewhat. Did you have your on the creature all the time? Uh, most of the time, when I didn't have him on the ground where I had to, trying to control the horse on, it was a little bit unlevel. And was it, what was the creature then doing when you first saw it? When I first saw it, it was standing, looking straight at me. Face on. Face on. Describe it to me, brother. Uh, it was a large, uh, hairy creature with uh, arms that hang down uh, beside its, you know, four down on its sides below its knees. And it was quite... Would you agree with that? Well, I think I think Bob's a little excited here. I don't... We're below the knees. They were above the knees. But, but they were well down on the thighs, down, weren't they? Way down, right. Because I could see that on the film tonight. Yeah. They were well down on the thighs. And uh, she was heavy, although uh, I had no way of estimating her weight at that time, and uh, only guessed since then. But uh, uh, she turned then, she stood there for an instant, and she turned and started up over this bar. Now, when you looked at it, describe her physically to me. Was there uh, any any shred of clothing of any kind? Uh, no clothing at all on this creature, covered with hair only, except around the face and nose. The nose was bare, and around the cheeks, uh, were bare. What kind of nose did it have? It had a broad, flat nose. Like a gorilla's nose with the open nostrils? No, 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 not like that. The nostrils you could not see down there. Would you agree with that? of human-type nose? That's right. What about the lips? Uh, the lips I never really noticed uh, that much at that particular time when she was face on to me because she just stood there for an instant and turned and walked away with her uh, started walking away. Any sound at all? No. Now what about the physical characteristics, her figure? Uh, she was kind of uh, slumped and uh, uh, very heavily through the well her entire body was heavy and... Uh, were the breasts visible? They were visible. Were they uh, covered with hair? Were covered with hair. Mm-hmm. Now uh, the proportions of the body... Was it like a giant human? Yes, I, I, it seemed to be, to me, more like a, a, a giant man, except uh, it had breasts. Uh, this was one thing that, uh, I mean, her characteristics, and, and the anthropologists and zoologists this evening brought this out, that this it seemed to be more like a, a, a huge uh, uh, man. Uh, 
She, in other words, she didn't have a, a narrow waist and a, and a, and a big, a big set of hips like uh, we would think of as a, a woman. And when it strode away from the camera, it walked very much like a huge, big, strong man, didn't it? Well, it did. Uh, however, I would uh, make the estimate uh, that, uh, or the, the judgment, I might say, that, that a, a, a female of this kind wouldn't look very female she, uh, under the environment that she would maybe have to... Uh, Bob, how did you feel when you saw it? Do you think somebody was pulling a gag on you? Uh, no, not yet. Just, uh, it was surprising, and uh, we talked about these things many times, and actually talked what we would do if we happened to see one. Now, before we finish the chase, you had your rifle out the scabbard. What kind of rifle was it? .30-06 rifle. And you can use a rifle, obviously. Yes, I can. I had grown it up with be one. It would be worth $100,000 cash to you if you'd raised that rifle and shot this creature. You must have known that. I don't believe I could do it. Even if you just wounded it. Well, uh, yeah. like Roger, hey. that, that would be a, a mess. A mess. Uh, to both Bob and I, we had agreed that uh, we, we will not shoot one of these creatures unless she would attack us or that we would be protecting our lives. Uh, I, I think that we would have to fear for our own lives if we were to wound and, and make a terrible mess out of something like this. Right. So finally, I'm back to Roger Patterson again, when you got your camera steadied, uh, did you stand still and take the pictures I saw, or did you follow it on foot? <clears throat> her, we should say follow her on foot. I, I followed it on foot, because uh, this was the only way that I had. I knew the situation, of course, at, at the time, and I, I could see her moving away from me, and I knew Bob was there, and I thought, uh, if I'm ever going to get any pictures, I'll have to do it now. And I ran uh, as best I could and, and trotted. Uh, How close did you the closest? Well, I think we were closer when we first seen her than any other time, don't you, Bob? No, I disagree with you there. I believe just immediately after we got across the creek, we were probably closer to her at that time than we were when we first sighted her because uh, she had her back to us at that time and uh, or at least I was closer because I ran a little further up on the horse I was moving pretty fast and I got him finally across the creek so I believe at that time when I crossed the creek I was the closest I ever was to her and I believe it was about 90 feet at that time now Roger how far did you did you notice the colors of the palms of the hands there? were you close enough for that uh, I was but I never noticed mm. now how far did you follow her I, I didn't follow her any much further than when my camera uh, ran out of film, and I and I knew that it was out. And Bob got on his horse and went after her then. Uh, and from that point, he he seen her more than I. I never seen her again. How far were you able to follow her? Uh, I watched her until she went up a road about 300 yards, and uh, she went around and in the road, and that was the last I seen of her. Mm -hmm. Now, after all this dreadful excitement, what did the pair of you do? Here you for the, after all these hundreds of years of rumors and sightings and all the rest of it, all up and down the Pacific Northwest and in Michigan and Hudson and everywhere else, what did you do when you're standing there, you've recovered from the shock with a camera full of film? I mean, just tell me precisely what you did at that time. What well, did you say to each other? Well, I, when Bob come back, I, I yelled for him, Bob, come back, uh, because at, at this point my horse was, I didn't know where, uh, and the pack horse was gone. My scabbard, my rifle was in the scabbard on the horse, and the, uh, the, the tracks before uh, down in there that we had heard about were in a set of three, and there was a bigger one there, and I felt that possibly there was a male 
in close in You were getting nervous. I was getting nervous. But then you were on foot there without your rifle. I was on foot without anything, uh, and uh, uh, I yelled for Bob to come back, and uh, we would think the thing over. And, and was that the time you broke off the chase, you might say? Right, that was when I when I last seen her go around the curve. And uh, at that time, I went back and, and proceeded to gather up Roger's horses, or his horse that he was riding in the pack horse. And uh, after then what? after chasing him up and down the road for a little while and finally catching him, well, we talked it over, and I said I'd check around and see if maybe that uh, I could find some tracks where she had come into this area and possibly sight the other one. So I took the camera while he uh, uh, gathered up his stuff and... and uh, and you scouted around for a while, did right, you? Yes. Then when did you make the... Now, were you able to identify specifically the tracks she had made while you were following her? Yes, because uh, immediately after we went across the... And uh, immediately after I called Bob back, we looked at the tracks, and they were the... The tracks were there. That These are the tracks made. we saw in the movie right. tonight. That's right. The tracks for which you had the plaster cast right. tonight. Mm -hmm. How come you had plaster cast with you? We didn't plaster have, with you. We didn't have plaster in Paris uh, with it. We had to go back to the to the uh, truck and and uh, and get plaster and, and come up and, and cast them. How long would that take you to leave the scene, go back to the well, truck, and come up again? We were at that point about two. Uh, what uh, is it? Two miles from that area? Yeah, two about, about two miles. I had said uh, by the road. It was just about an even two miles across the hill, or that way. It was a little shorter, but we went through. Now, okay. So you then gave up. You took the plaster tracks. How deep were these tracks, by the way? In inches? Inch and a quarter. Here they are. Down as far as three and a half. The, the softer soil. These particular ones we took here were uh, weren't quite so deep because they were flatter tracks. All right, now, have any of the zoologists or the people you consulted, have they given you any idea of the weight of this creature? No. The height of the weight? They did on the height, measuring uh, by those of her feet in the picture, and uh, they estimated her height to be approximately uh, six foot nine inches. What was this, the length of the stride? This, this uh, pardon me, but uh, this, this was estimated on a 14 and a half inch, uh, excuse me, a 14 inch track, and these, this, these were 14 and a half inches, uh, which would... Uh, uh, would would add quite a considerable bit to... What was the stride cadence? I believe that's a proper technical description. She averaged a 41-inch stride, uh, uh, somewhere uh, thereabouts. Uh, she was taking uh, she to a 46-inch stride. So I'm at 3 feet 5 to 12, 3, 36, 12, 4, 12, 8. 3 feet 5 to 3 feet 10. Yes. Oh, goodness gracious me. And of course, this there must be lots of them around there. I mean, what would they be doing down at the creek? Well, they're in this creek. Uh, we we didn't fish it, but we seen them jumping, and and I uh, I, I I could only surmise what she was either drinking or, or possibly trying to catch fish in, in the in the creek. Any sign of fishes? There's lots of fishes around. Yeah. Any other tracks of the animal? Uh, oh. There was no no uh, no uh, uh, droppings at all. That's what I was looking for. Well, now what? You're going to sell this film for highest bidder? Well, we uh, we just haven't. Uh, we haven't made any definite plans, but I would imagine that we will, uh, will sure probably sell it. How can you afford to take all this time off to go down? Oh, no, no, no. First of all, how long have you been looking for Sasquatch, live Sasquatch? Well, uh, off and on for about seven and a half years. But uh, uh, in the last four years, I've made a lot much more of an effort than uh, any other time. You're financially independent? Well, somewhat. Yes. Now, you, you can go out this kind of cable without suffering too much financially. Well, uh, it's been it's been tough. Why has nobody ever found any bones of these uh, 
Sasquatch down in that Bigfoot country where there have been reports of so many tracks? Well, uh, not only down in that country, but there's been tracks all over the Northwest in Canada, as you well know, in Canada. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, they seem, I, I think anyway, this, uh, this maybe doesn't agree with all of the fellows that's been involved in this, but uh, they seem to dwell primarily in the rainforest, or they can get to the rainforest fairly easy, and the bones... Uh, in this in this type of climate, in a rainforest climate, don't last uh, very long. Do you realize, boys, Bob uh, Bob Gilman and, and Roger Patterson, that our people are going to say you're total nuts. You know that, don't you? You're not to ridicule by some people. Well, uh, I've taken quite a bit of this in the past, and uh, it it uh, doesn't uh, surprise me. I know they're there, and I know that we're going to get one in the next possibly five to to ten years, or maybe sooner. Mm -hmm. And when we do, uh, I think there's going to have to be many. Uh, people and also scientists may be a little crow. Now, uh, you said they were vegetarians, eh? I, I don't think that they're solely vegetarians. You think they go for fish like bear no. would go for fish? I think that they, they will will eat what they have to to keep alive. And uh, I think that in some areas, if they can get enough vegetation, they, they probably... For whatever reason, the interview stopped there. I love the legend so much that I own a copy of one of the original castings made on October 20th, 1967 by Patterson and Gimlin. So what are your thoughts? Is Bigfoot real? Is Sasquatch real? Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked it, share it. Also, check out some of our short movies and episodes on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.